Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Man, today's guest on In a Mississippi Minute came onto the scene in Music City like a lightning bolt. An incredible songwriter and artist in his own right. Co penned for starters a little old hit titled Cruise, the band Florida Georgia Line. He's a writer and artist whose work has taken home ACM, AMA, CMA, Billboard, BMI, CSAC and Trop Rock Music Awards. Most recently, the Billboard Top 40 charting artist was honored to see his co-penned song, A Little Dive Bar, featured on Ashley McBride's Grammy-nominated album, Going Girl Going Nowhere, which Ashley actually played our Mighty Mississippi Music Festival last year. With a lot more hits under his belt, it's time to dig into the life already so well-celebrated with so much more to go, welcome in Jesse Rice. What's up, Jess? Steve, what's up, buddy? Thank you so much for having me on, man. Appreciate oh, it. I love it, love it, brother. Appreciate you. Listen, you're, I know you're heading to a writing session. You said with your cousin, cousin Chase. I want to take everybody through your little mojo, uh, through your sort of your journey from leaving your house. Do we have coffee? Uh, you going to <laughs> going to write a song? Have you thought about what you're writing? Are you going to go in and just let it happen? I want the whole thing. You know, yeah. So, uh, yeah, actually, man, I woke up pretty early this morning and started the PGA Championship. So I've been on that PGA Championship Me too, app, buddy. watching a little, watching <laughs> a little bit of this golf at Beth Page Black and uh, um, having some coffee, doing a couple of emails. And um, you know, it's, it's funny when you say that. You know, I don't know how many. Uh, how many of your listeners are familiar with the writing process you, you know sometimes we do have ideas and sometimes we come in with an idea and sometimes we just let it flow and see what's in the room um i i have a few ideas but um i actually think today that i think we're gonna i'm just gonna let it organically happen and um and just be have one of those days where i don't walk in with any sort of preconceived things um and just kind of see what rolls Every time I've preconceived anything, you know, uh-huh. in most cases, uh, it's been 
something else that was written that mattered you know so it's almost like no, yeah the song writes itself i mean after we've been doing it as long as we have now i've been doing it longer than you have but only because of there's an age gap there there's a generation gap <laughs> and uh and i don't think i don't know if you're young enough to be my son but you could be possibly i guess if i'd have gotten started pretty early you know if you gotten started early man <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have been in trouble hey probably so, so we're talking to jesse rice so jesse take me you know, you're talking PGA golf. We both are all yeah. into that and sports. And think about athletes that get up in the morning and they go through these routines. Uh, mm-hmm. Give me your routine. Well, so um, usually I, I like to have sort of some non-music time before I sort of make the music, you know. So, like, a lot of that time for me is, like, you know, I get up, I work out, sort of clear my mind space while I'm doing that. Um, and like you said, man, it's as simple as uh, like having coffee or, you know, reading a little news, reading some emails. Sometimes I'll read a book. Uh, I've been doing these Lumosity brain game things on my phone. Um, just kind of like sort of just, you know, get my mind fresh a little bit um, before I go, go into a room. And, um, yeah, so that, you know, I'll do that. And we go over to the office going in a little it's, you know, sometimes we're going at 10 o'clock or 11, and today mm-hmm. it's going to be 11. Uh, we're heading over to Broken Bow uh, Records, where the publishing company is, and we're right over there. And, uh, yeah, man, we're just going to work. Um, that's Music Row. A lot of people don't know that we kind of sort of do that almost on a daily basis. Right. Uh, for the ones that are in town writing, uh, you know, weekly. Some people do it twice a day. I- I've never been one of those people to do that, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, some people have that methodology as well. When I started out, I was writing two songs a day, and it was brutal because it was just—it was so much, man, and it was just getting saturated. But I felt like I was in boot camp, which I wait a minute—I uh-huh. wasn't in boot camp. That's another level of of dedication. You know, I'm not going to use that term, but for me, it was if there was a writing boot camp, then that's what uh-huh. <laughs> we. And it was uh, it was good, and it was bad, meaning you just could only think so much and uh your mind just got just totally you know it get get foggy just get overloaded and well yeah I don't, I don't think that people are even meant to be i don't think a brain is meant to be that uh creative that much all the time because right i think like you said you use the word saturated i think that what that does is think, waters down yeah saturated is a better you word you're gonna be on fire yeah, today you're gonna write yeah, something I, called i'm saturated I, <laughs> I'm saying well, I mean, one of my buddies is like, he, you know, he's like, I was like, how many times did you write, you know, today or this week? And he's like, I wrote about eight songs this week. I was like, eight <laughs> songs, man. I'm like, what? Why? You know, like, and I was like, well, how many of them do you like? He's like, yeah, come, you know, a few of mine. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather take my time, write twice a week, and write just straight bangers, than write eight times a week and feel blase about them you know right, i mean right. that's just the way i am we're talking to jesse rice heading to a writing session right now where is you know music row for me was four four or five streets long uh ran a good ways and now you know it's scattered in different parts of nashville so where's broken bows headquarters now they are right across from where the the old ua tower it still is if you remember where that oh, was. Oh, yeah, so you're, you're on the row. That's the row. Yeah, right on the row. Yep, right there on, um, I guess that would be 17th, right? Yeah, that's 17th, 17th Avenue. Yeah. Um, across from where, like, you know where the UA Tower was and then the old CSAC building. It's right. right there. Right, okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. So I spent most of my time either 19th or either 16th. 
uh, writing okay. when I was there writing uh, as staff writer and stuff. But uh, but it was, it's now, been what a long company time. were you with? Well, I was with uh, first of all uh, Sandcheck, and then I was with Murrah Music. Roger Murrah, who's Roger, incredible. Yeah. Spent a lot of years. I'm in a hurry Roger. to get things done. Yeah. And don't rock yeah, the jude box. Yeah, yeah Roger was great. Yeah, so great Roger, writer. a lot of lot of years uh, there, and obviously with Mark, Mark Allen Springer ended up starting our own publishing, and once two sparrows and all the Chesney number ones, and it works, and uh, where corn don't grow, which is one of my favorite tunes he wrote. Oh man! After he yeah. went on his own, I went on with him, and then that's when we had the success together, and it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We're talking to Jesse Rice. He's on, on his way to his writing session. I want to talk about you growing up. Uh, you're heading. You're heading into write with Chase right now. Your cousin, mm-hmm. which we, everybody yeah, thinks he's your brother. That's right. But uh, <laughs> so, what's it like you guys writing together? And how? When did well, you start writing together? Well, honestly, probably about. I don't know. We probably first started creating stuff. Uh, probably a decade ago or so. Uh, about oh eight, oh nine. We really didn't do anything musically until he first moved to town. I've been I've been in here I've been in town since two thousand two. Right. And he moved uh around oh eight, oh nine. But once he once he moved here, uh, he was living over with uh Brian Kelly from Florida Georgia Line and I was already sorta of embedded with those guys writing. But this was before they were had a deal, had a record dealer in here. Um right. and the four of us just sorta of started writing a lot. I mean We've probably over the years written at least over a hundred songs together wow. at, at, a, at a minimum. But yeah, so but I was in town for a long time before that. But when we write, I don't know. It's very easy, which is a good thing in a writing room. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not. A, you know, how sometimes you get in a writing room and if you don't know the person well enough, uh, you might be afraid to sort of say something. Yeah. Uh, lest they judge you or think you're dumb or something like that. Well, when, it, when we're writing, I really don't care if you think I'm dumb or not. Yeah. So I can I can say things sort of out loud, um, which I think, you know, lends itself to a more honest scenario. Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, sometimes you come to write on Music Row and you never met the person in your entire life. You know, so it's like, hey, how are you? I'm, you know, yeah. Jesse Rice. And hi, I'm Steve Azar. Right. And we're like, hey, well, we're... Well, all right, I guess we're here to write a song together. You know, but, you, know you said you make a good point about something though, but it's like a shooter in basketball getting the green light. Either you got the green yeah. light or you don't. So you go in yeah. and you've got the green light to say whatever you want. And let me tell you what: there's a fine line between the dumbest thing you can possibly say and the most brilliant thing. I mean, it's a very Ab- fine line. Absolutely, exactly. And, and 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 like you know, sometimes you'll say that dumb thing, and this is where I, I love sort of where we're at is I can say I'll say something dumb that like you said might be on the verge of being really brilliant and the other person will hear the brilliance in it and say well if it was just like this if you just twisted it this way and then you're like oh my god you're right so you know so totally correct and I think that's sort of the relationship that we've had over the years um, yeah man I heard you when you were talking you introduced myself you were talking about Ashley McBride well that was one of those days where she and I had never met before, and we went in and wrote that together. I mean, that's uh, a that's just uh, I love that. I mean, because that's that is sort of the the gifts from just doing it. You're gonna get thrown, you know. You're gonna get a a softball thrown, you know, the the eighty mile an hour fastball every once in a while, just right down the middle of the plate. And those the gifts from just doing it, you know, they they yeah. come. They come. We're talking to Jesse Rice. He's on his way to a writing session with his cousin. 
Keeping Mississippi beautiful right here on In a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. In my mind. In my mind. Baby, a song you make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm with Jesse Rice, Steve Azar, in a Mississippi Minute, coming to you live. I think I'm alive from the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. Growing up as a kid, you seem like a heck of an athlete. So I grew up in Conway, South Carolina, and um, right outside of Myrtle Beach, and and it really was, I, it was all about sports for me. Um, I was uh, state South Carolina State Soccer Player of the Year. Uh, went to Furman University to play soccer. Played that for two years, and I realized them boys were a lot better than I was. So I sort of uh, left the soccer team, but um, my roommate was on the football team, and he knew that I was a good football player as well. Suggested that I uh, walk on the Furman football team, which I did. Ended up playing Furman football for two years, and we played in the 1AA National Championship game my senior year. Wow. Um, but when I, I really do think there is a very um, <clears throat> distinct parallel between the two things, excel, uh, you know, excelling at athletics and then in the music industry, because like you said, they're both competition-based. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, adversity in both, I believe, makes you stronger. Um, and I don't know if I would have been prepared uh, when I first moved to Nashville and certainly had the rejection um, that that I, I believe most people in this town deal with when they first move here, you know, you mm-hmm. really have to prove yourself and you're going to hear no a lot. But I'd already heard no a lot, you know, but I'd, but I'd had success too. And I knew how to work toward that success. I realized it doesn't just come overnight, nor did I want it to. I didn't want things handed to me. I wanted to work for them. But I really do think that that athletic background 1000% prepared me for, um, I wouldn't say like for my entire career, but I'd say to at least keep me in this town because, uh, you know, someone that may have not gone through that before uh, would have heard those no's and just Right. That, you know, this is this isn't for me, you know, and then going back home, you know. The sports were a big part of your life. We're talking to Jesse Rice. He's heading for to a writing sure. session with his cousin Chase. They made all sorts of musical history together. Let's talk cruise. The yeah, song buddy. when you guys wrote it, did Florida Georgia Line have their deal yet? What was going on? How how what was the vibe in the room? How did it all how did it all pan out and, and come out in the wash? Well we were uh, actually, we're in the living room. They did not have their deal yet at all. They didn't even have a publishing deal at the time, and neither did Chase. Actually, I was the only one that did. We were in the middle of we sitting in the living room writing a slow, slow song called "When God Runs Out of Rain." We went to lunch. We probably got a verse chorus of that, and went to lunch, and came back, and Brian had just sort of Brian from FGL sort of just started picking on this little riff on the guitar. And I just started, I really just started freestyling the first verse lyrics. And we were kind of like, oh, man, this is pretty cool. <laughs> we sort of found that whatever groove it was and messed around with it. And then uh, it really, honestly, man, it came out in like 45 minutes. We did a little work tape, like, a, you know, a small work tape, just right. guitar vocal on, like, you know, on your, you know, voice memo, right. you know, on your phone kind of thing. And then... Um, Literally went back and finished When God Runs Out of Rain and demoed When God Runs Out of Rain. And didn't demo Cruise? No. <laughs> um, 
we were all going on tour. I think we wrote that around August. And we were all going tour on tour in September together, doing a little Southeastern College circuit thing, you know, like Memphis, Ole Miss, Miss right. State, Alabama, Georgia kind of thing. And, I, and it was like, it was me, and then Chase, and then Florida Georgia Line. Actually, I was playing cruise in my set during that tour. And one night in Birmingham, I played it, and afterwards, and Brian was sort of sound checking it with me, <laughs> and um, doing some harmony parts on it. And then afterwards, Tyler was like, "Hey, man, do you think? Do you mind if we maybe like work that up the next night um, and play it in our set and see what it sounds like?" And uh, I was like, "Absolutely, man, sure." So they did that very next night. I believe it was at I want to say it was in Starkville, Mississippi. Actually, that's what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, and. Uh, they did it that night, and it was theirs ever since. And um, then they started taking, you know, sort of publishing meetings and that kind of thing, and uh, probably helped them get a deal. And, and I guess the rest they say is history. See, I want to understand <laughs> one thing. Is a lot of history, by the way. It's it's, it's, a, it's a, uh, it's a large cereal bowl uh, of history. All right, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. So you guys, who was on the road together? Because a gigging was important for me growing up, and I did the same thing you guys did. I felt like it was the most important thing that I could have ever done. Take me who who was the guys on the road with you guys, and who was who was working booking you guys? Well, we basically uh, at the time there was a, a, a channel on XM called Nashville Eleven, and the program director was a guy named Kent Terry, and somehow found our all of our early music. Like the FGL's first EP, my first EP, Chase's first EP, but we all worked on all these together. Like we mm-hmm. all produced each other's stuff and all wrote all the stuff on it with each other. Mm-hmm. And he just decided to start playing the playing us and giving us a platform. So he sort of gave us that platform on XM Radio. So people start started to know who we were um, <clears throat> and. Literally, the book, we did all that ourselves. Went out on the road. I was doing, I just had me solo acoustic. Chase did solo acoustic. And then FGL brought like two or three early band guys and they would headline it. Um, So we would go acoustic, acoustic, and they're, you know, one, two, three, four, five, maybe bands. What were the venues like? Oh, we were playing like, you know, those good old college bars, man. Like, you know, all college, all college, I think we called it like the PBJs and PBRs (laughs) tour or something (laughs) because... <laughs> that's what you we ate. We had a song. <laughs> yeah, that's what we ate, you know. <laughs> we had a song when Chase's EPs called that. We were just playing <laughs> these college towns, and we were literally, we'd get into town, we would walk around campuses and to fraternity houses and sorority houses, just knock on the door and we're like, hey, this is who we are. We're playing here tonight. Y'all come see us. <laughs> <laughs> I love and see how many door to door, door to door salesman. I love it. <laughs> well, you think of MC Hammer pulling CDs out of the trunk or tapes, whatever oh, yeah. it was back then, with uh, mm-hmm. "Can't Touch This" and and all that. That's how he did it. I mean, these guys. It's That's called right. you know. It's a it's a sort of a put down in a way to hear somebody go, "Oh, you're hustling," but I don't know what else you do when you're trying. Well, I don't to know what people, else you do. When you're trying to get people to hear your music, you'll do anything for your music. So you, a thousand percent. Yeah, you call it what you want, but you when it's it's an unconditional love for sure because it beats you up a lot, and when it's yeah. you know so and it loves you when it wants to love you, you know. Yes, <laughs> so, it does. So, all right, let, let me ask you this: Do we still have the original work tape of Cruise somewhere? 
I sure do. Okay, okay. <laughs> Here's the deal. That's your retirement. All right, Marty Stewart's got 20,000 pieces of country memorabilia. When he'd play with whoever it was, legendary, he'd just go, hey, can I have that, right? I yeah, mean, I heard about his collection. I, I hear it's amazing. He's gonna, uh, his uh, museum's going to be in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Okay, you've got this. Okay, so for, to put a perspective on this, let me look up some stats. Okay, your song, Cruise, with Florida Georgia Line, the second longest rain or ex- exceeding 4.2 billion streams. Okay, we're not talking <laughs> 4.2 wow. billion. And I know you probably made $11 off of those streams. So, probably, something yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, don't you think that, that's, that you got a little value sitting there? I hope, I hope you've got it, like, backed up, like, 42 times. Is it the bank vault? It's, you know... <laughs> Safety deposit box. I, I, I do have it. I don't know if it's a safe deposit box, but I know it's it's definitely safe for sure. And wow. it is a, it is a piece of work. Let me tell you, man. When you first when you hear the stuff, oh man, I'm, I'm gonna have to play it for you sometime. I really am. Uh, I'd love to. I was talking to Jesse Rice, heading to a writing session with Chase down on Music Row. All right, you mentioned. It was the first time you ever, you guys, or Florida Georgia Line played Cruise. It was in Starkville, Mississippi. It's fitting because we are the birthplace of American music. And if you're going to debut something that big, it needs to be here. So would you like to hear, into the break, a little B.B. King or Mac McAnally? I would like to hear something B.B. King did with Mac McAnally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe. Hey. Well, you can't. Well, you know what? Hmm. We miss, I didn't even know Mac was from Mississippi. Yeah, he is. Belmont, Mississippi. Let's do, uh, let's do B.B. King, then Mac. Okay, you got it. You're the first person that's right. ever going to get two songs. We'll play one in, out of the break and one into the break because Jesse Rice, he's with me in a Mississippi Minute, and he's breaking rules. He's doing it his own way. From the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. We're going to be right back. Bye, and I newly married and I was working on making my mark on the music business. We wanted to build a house. There was only one bank that helped us do that. And while we were trying to find our way around, our friends at Guarantee Bank started on the journey with us and have been there ever since. They were always my connection back home when we lived in Music City. They believed in me. So when you need a financial institution to believe in you, give my family at Guarantee Bank a chance. With humble beginnings all the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. They are proud to be your local big-time bank. Please visit one of their 17 locations and tell them Steve Azar sent you. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. In the town where I was raised, the clock ticks and the cattle graze. 
Time passed with amazing grace Back where I come from Rockin' with you from the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. I'm Steve Azar. I'm back with Jesse Rice. What an artist. What a hit songwriter. Jesse, when you had your first hit, was it Cruiser or was it something else? Um, the, That was definitely my first number one song um, as, as a writer. Um, and that, you know what, Steve, it only took me, I mean, only about 10 years in being in town to, to have that happen. <laughs> well, that's how long it took me. I mean, it takes ten years was that number that you, you. I heard the first year I got there, and I was going like, "Well, I came to town really late, like at twenty-seven, uh-huh. and I go yeah. thirty-seven. No, you're you're freaking wrong, you know. And well, all yeah, of a sudden, I looked like, up, and it was ten years. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah, yeah. And you hear it all. You hear it all around town. Ten-year town. Ten-year town. Wonder if that's a rule that they've just put into play that we have to stick by. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Okay, so you you cruise is your first big hit, but were you getting cuts along the way? Yeah, I was getting. I, I had you know probably about you know five or six major label cuts on various artists, enough to keep my publishing deal, which was right. a big deal at that you know at the time. I, I needed that to be here. You know, I mean, I, I wasn't going to be able to. Uh, to be in Nashville if I if I wasn't, you know, getting money to write songs, um, basically. Because when I first moved to town, man, I swear I did Shiley. I did everything. I did everything in this town to stay here. I mean, I, I right. worked for, man, I worked for the Titans. I worked for the Nashville Sounds. I worked for, I painted and detailed cars, cut lawns. I worked for the Hilton. I worked for Eddie George's Grill as a host. Buddy, I did it all. Wow. Oh yeah, man. Well, publishing oh, job to deals. job to job to job. Well, that's all right, but that you you you're in the mix seeing real people and 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 it's not where you want to end up and that obviously uh gives you incentive to get to where you want to go and that's what it did, you know. And you're also dealing with real people all the time, man. There's stories and so many people and characters and if you're you just can't lock yourself up in a box. So the the good part of all that is you won't. You don't forget what you had to do to get there. But the other part is, it's kind of nice being in the mix with a lot of characters and and having, you know, content to uh, be inspired by. You know. Well, absolutely, absolutely, and I think that you know that is important. I think that a lot of times. I mean, I've, I've always said this to people. So we, you know, you, we come from places, you know, like Greenville, Mississippi, or Conway, South Carolina, and then we move to town moved to Nashville, and it's a city, you know? And so here we are, all these people from the country sitting in a city trying to write about the country. <laughs> it's so you true. Know? And it's, <laughs> um, you know, and it's like, you really, I think a lot of times when people move here and they sort of live here long enough, they, well, I ain't going to say they turn into city folk, but they kind of do in a way, and I think it's very important to get out of this town from time to time to be with the people, you know, the people that you're writing for and singing for and... Right, um, that kind of thing, because you know Nashville. It is a city. I mean, it might be in the south, but it, it's a city. You know. <laughs> no, uh, uh, one of the songs on my record I wrote with my my, my pal Jason and and Ira Dean. We uh, uh, it was a while recording actually in my studio where they were one drummer. We had only one set of headphones because one of them broke, and Jason's <laughs> Jason's beating on the well. Ira's beating his fist on the road case. And Jason 
is watching Ira with the headphones and he's playing the snare. And it's the funniest thing you ever saw. And we kept it as the record's called Crowded. And one of the lines in the chorus is, <laughs> moved out to the country, but the city keeps moving in. I'm crowded. <laughs> you know, so. Oh, hey, absolutely. It was a crazy off my Indianola record. That was the most fun record I ever made in my life because it was just bizarre <laughs> to watch two guys become one drummer with one set of headphones and we didn't have a drum kit. <laughs> So, oh, that is amazing. I know. It's a lot of fun. Jesse, so you're in your car right now. Where in Nashville uh, do you live? I live over in the Green Hills area these days, uh, sort of over by uh, the, you know, where Green Hills Mall and all that is. Yeah, uh, you're in tra- traffic hell. What the heck? What are you I doing? What do you, what are you I thinking? know, man. Well, hey, buddy, I know. No, here's the deal. I know all the back road. I know exactly how to get from my house to Green Hills Mall without dealing with any traffic. You can believe, believe that or not. So is uh, there's no room to expand the roads there, you know, because there, there's no, the time. I know, but I mean, you're gonna submit to me in Green Hills, especially. It's almost like you're gonna have to go above it. Um, yeah, that's the problem. I don't want. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nashville's getting a little bit too big for me, man. That's a, one of the reasons I bought a little place down in St. Simons Island, Georgia, so I can sort of get away when I need to. Um, and also right. for my traveling and touring schedule. Uh, do a lot of shows down in like Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, that area. So it becomes a nice sort of, uh, uh, you know, sort of southern base for me with my travels for for the shows that I've been doing. So, right, I love it, and I uh, want to talk about yeah. that. So Florida Georgia line Nelly, I love that Nelly. Oh yeah, Chase, man. Nelly. Chase Rice, obviously Christian Bush of Sugarland, Ashley McBride, our buddy Colt Ford, Colt's a brother, yes, sir. John Party. Uh, the uh, you know Charles and Lady A, Charles, all yeah, all, all of them. But but let's now let's talk about to me the coolest stuff, and that's your pirate sessions. Yeah, which, buddy, which is awesome. So <laughs> take me through why the pirate sessions, and are you going to get to like part forty two? I mean, like where did it all come from? <laughs> where did the title come from? And is that what you're touring off of? And you continue to sort of grow uh, yearly yeah, with that. So. Uh, yeah, so we started, me, Florida, Georgia Line, and Chase. All things always, always come back to that. We, um, back when nobody was paying attention to us in Nashville, uh, we're getting a little fed up with Music Row, and um, we were going to Key West Songwriters Festival for the first time, and um, we're like, man, we don't have a song. We don't really have any, like, songs to play down in Key West, so we wrote this song called Key West Time, and uh, and I had had another song called Sweet Kind of Summer that I wrote, uh, that had the line Key West Time in it. Um, and so we took Key West Time from, from that line in Sweet Kind of Summer, wrote Key West Time. And as we're doing that, we're like, man, we're having a lot of fun sort of making these little beef songs. Um, and there was a line in Key West Time that said something about Blackbeard's Ghost. And we were like, well, why don't we write Blackbeard's Ghost? And we did. Um, and then we were like, you know what? What if we made a whole album in which every song on the record is derived from a line in the song before it, like a straight concept record that everything tied into each other. Wow. Um, And so the first Pirate Sessions record that we did was that. So if you listen to it, every song on that record is derived from another song, uh, a line in another song. It's like cheating. Um, It's like cheating is what that is. Actually, I'm joking. It's not cheating. It's brilliant. Cool. Do you wear do you wear eye patches? I don't. I'm kidding. I'm not gonna, nah, you're gonna kill no, me. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm a little like there are people that are starting to show up, show up at my shows though, Steve. There you go. Um, no, that literally they call themselves the pirate heads, hmm. and they brandish swords and wear their little like pirate hats and stuff. Like you really get into it, and they're waving pirate flags and stuff like that. 
Um, but yeah, man, I've I've sort of just sort of started. I love it. I love it a lot. Like what what I'm doing, and and you know, FGL and Chase are doing their country things, and I I've just sort of taken this as mine and and rolled with it and um, made. Yeah, now I'm on Pirate Sessions Four, which I released uh, about a month and a half ago. Um, I don't know how many I'll keep calling the Pirate Sessions, but I I, uh, I certainly am going to keep making that music because it seems like I'm starting to build a, a good fan base with it and. And obviously, yeah, somebody's paying attention because I don't have a record label or anything like that. And, uh, you know, to end up on the country album, the Billboard country album charts. With right, right. The top 40 with a nobody, no label independently is kind of crazy. Well, um, not these days, though, because I feel like that you're... Uh, the, now, you do got to do some... some You got to dot some I's and cross some T's, but... And, and you need a little bit of a little bit of a machine, but when you've got great music and it's authentic and you're doing what you love and you've got your name, you know, and you're touring. I mean, the yeah, bottom line is for sure. if you're not touring as a writer, you've lost your mind because I think you have to now because the streaming's changed the economic, uh, you know, inflow uh, with right. those in your bank account. So you need to want to play and and that's mm-hmm. why I'm I'm excited. I'm you know I'm gonna get you to come do a, my our Mockingbird music series down here. Oh man, uh, I'd love to do that. Man. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna love it. Anthony Smith just came to Greenville. We had All Mark right. Allen already. We got uh, Wynn Varble coming. We're gonna have James House. Damn. We're gonna have Bradney Foster. <laughs> we're gonna have Jesse Rice, and uh, and also we're stretching it to Little Great. Rock, and then we're gonna do we're doing Oxford and Hernando in a run now. So oh, that's wonderful. You're that's not that awesome. far. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. it involves great hit songwriter by himself not three of you not two of us one mm-hmm. person you know what i mean because you guys yeah you guys demand you need to have that hour and 15 minutes hour and a half to be able to tell your story where you don't have to take a break every two yeah. songs you know um, yeah that's what i'm doing tonight i'm actually playing the bluebird cafe tonight believe it or not but who's playing with you tonight i'm playing with uh james slater uh kylie sackley and tyler reed Wow, now James is an old buddy. You got to tell him hello for me. I sure will. I'll absolutely tell good him we dude. did this today. He's a, he's <laughs> yeah, a good James dude, man. Really good dude. Oh, yeah, we're rolling in a Mississippi minute from the Keep Mississippi beautiful studio. I'm Steve Azar. With humble beginnings all the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank, with its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. When you're young, you think you know it all. Yeah, you're hot rod cocky. Hey, hey, everybody, I'm Steve Azar. Coming to you from the Keep Mississippi like beautiful studios. Something we got to do. We're talking to Jesse Rice. He's on his way to a writing session with Chase. I love it when my uh, my guests are on the move and going do, to do what they do best. Yeah. And prepare. And this is going to totally either inspire him 
or it's going to throw them for a loop. I hadn't decided. No, it's going to inspire me. It's actually, it really is inspiring me to talk about all this. You know, it's sort of uh, cathartic in a way. All right, Pirate Sessions, where can people, everywhere, right? Stream it, Spotify. Pretty much every streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, iTunes, any, anywhere you can find it. They're also playing uh, the, I call it a single from the, the record called Go Away Cloud. They're spinning that in rotation on uh, Sirius XM Radio Margaritaville now. And, um, yeah, man, it can be found anywhere. It is that time of year, that summertime time of year, where that kind of music just fits. If you're out on the boat or on the lake or on the ocean or on the beach, it's it's definitely a, a nice soundtrack for that. Okay, so the Trop, the Trop Rock Music Awards, what, what exactly? Because you're living in this sort of world where your country, your rock, your, you know what I mean? You're, you're, it's just what it is. Which is yeah. awesome, and to be successful with your pirate sessions one, two, three, four, you, you got the Horizon Award. Yeah, that, yeah. So I, I um, there's it's a it's called the Trop Rock Music Association, which is sort of deals with um, artists of that ilk. You know, the uh, the beach country um, tr- sort of tropical reg. You know that that kind of thing. Uh, they're based out of I believe Tallahassee, Florida, um, and it consists of. Um, you know, I say that their membership is a lot of the uh, what you know people would term Jimmy Buffett parrot heads. You know, right? Um, and they've they've started this organization, uh, I, I believe, um, fifteen years ago or so. Um, they have a annual their annual sort of CMA Fest week they have in Key West every year in November called Meeting of the Minds. Um, and like matter of fact, one of the last times I was down there, Jimmy was down there, Mac was playing down there. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they have their own, you know, sort of award ceremony and and thing like that. And uh, I uh, wasn't that familiar with them until a couple of years ago. Another songwriting buddy of mine named Tom Shepard sort of hey, called me up out of the blue and he's like, "Hey man, I've been doing this stuff, and um, everywhere I go, they kind of ask, do I know you?'" And he's like, I think you got a lot of fans out there you might not know of. And so the past couple of years, I've been really touring, and those are a lot of the people that are coming to my shows. To be honest, I mean, like that's that's who's who's been showing up. So it's been kind of neat to uh, to delve into that world a little bit. Are you touring solo? I do. Yeah. Do, you, do you bring a tour manager? Or you just like being alone. I like being alone. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I love it. My tour manager will go. Uh, you know, he'll he'll advance stuff, but I like going and flying by myself yeah. and. Me and, too, man. You know, I just I, and he, you know, it's just when I do solo stuff. Obviously, I love I love that. It's peaceful. Get a lot of time away. Get voice rest, mm-hmm. which is important. You know, really true. Absolutely. I watch the movie. Uh, I watch uh, Goodfellas, or I watch uh, I watch <laughs> uh, this new movie that my buddy Tommy turned me on to. For he's from South Carolina, Tommy Foster, and he turned me on to Warrior with Nick okay. Nolte. And I have to listen to that. Listen, look for that. Oh my gosh! I've watched it. I've cried. I cry like a uh-huh. baby. It's like this ultimate <laughs> about these two brothers, UFC fighting, and Nick Nolte actually was up for an Academy Award with this. And oh, okay. brilliant! When you watch it once, you're gonna watch it a hundred times, and you're gonna you're gonna cry oh. for the first eleven, and then you're right, sort that's of good with me. tears start to dry after that. You gotta check it out. All right. So you're gonna you, you're touring a lot. We tried to get you to the Delta Soul this year again, and it's just hard. I know it's hard, and you had commitments, it's and you hard. tried to work it out, and we're gonna miss you. I know. Me but, too, man. I got. I really do got to do that. I can't. I can't wait to get down there. 
this whole pirate head thing, is it something that you feel like that is truly a big part of you and it's just something that you absolutely have to have and share with uh, fans out there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, um, you know, like I said, growing up in Conway, South Carolina, I feel like, you know, it, that, that is a, it is a small little country river town, but we are literally a 15-minute drive from Myrtle Beach. So I went to the beach ah. every single day as a kid. That just that's always sort of had an identity uh, for me, you know, because I was literally down there every day. My summer jobs in high school and the summers of college was I was working at hotels, resorts at the beach every day, and it's just something. It's always been something that really gives me peace, you know. I, I mean, I, I do love the mountains as well, but it's I've just always had this sort of connection to the ocean and the water, being out on a boat, surfing, you know, that kind of you know doing the thing you know and uh um, yeah. really one of the reasons why i got a house down there in st simon's island is because i was, felt that was missing from my life and it gives me a certain peace and i like i said yeah you're right i do i just identify with that right. sort of who i am you know? well when you can turn what you love and who you truly are into art form then you've told the honest truth to the fans and there's just nothing that you have to overcome after that because there's no wall between you and the fans. It's total, total truth. Mm -hmm. And that's a victory every single time. And that's why, that's why you're where you are and you're continuing to grow. Everybody, you got to go check out Jesse Rice's pirate sessions. One, two, three, four, just get locked (laughs) in. He's going to make you feel good about and man, if you're in a dark place, you're going to feel so good. You're going to feel That's so right. good. If you're in a great place, you're going to feel even better. <laughs> so, uh-huh. I love that. <laughs> anyway, brother, go write, a, go write a big hit today. I appreciate you. We've been with Jesse Rice in the Mississippi Minute, South Carolina yes, native. Thank you so much, man. Thanks so much for having me on, Steve. I really appreciate it. It was great chatting with you, buddy. You too, pal. Be safe. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.